Get ready. Woo! We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. Championship is nearly 20 some hours away, and the cut line is late. What's going on, man? But we're here to deliver, regardless of the timing and dare I say, last minute delivery of this show. But we're going to break down the BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. And this is the second leg of the FedEx tournament. But before that, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, hello UK. How you doing? And we embark on the second leg of the FedEx championship. And we go to Eastlake next weekend where the top 30 will cast it off for $15 million championship. It's not about the trophy. It's all about the money. Welcome to the Cut Line. I'm Mike Kevin Lunas at Lunas on Twitter. And normally... When this PGA event is in my hometown area of the Chicagoland area, I'm there. I'm at every practice round. I'm at every round living it up. But of course, this week, we're out in Maryland, Baltimore area, Caves Valley, right? Woo! Fun times. Fun times. Just outside on the East Coast. Nailed by the wind, the rain, the weather, and it's going to be a good one, but we're going to break it down. So the cut line is going to break down the BMW Championship at Caves Valley, and we're going to do the best we can. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so are your lineups. Winning lineups, cashing lineups, smashing lineups, lineups that are kicking ass and taking names again, six of six through the cut line, which there's no cut line this week. Woo! Kind of like your WGC event with the FedEx playoffs. But this week, the BMW Championship is at Caves Valley Golf Club. And the PGA Tour continues its onset towards the end of the 2021 season. And this course has never appeared on the PGA Tour rotation. And we're looking at an interesting setup. The course is long, but it really isn't that difficult. There's a lot of open space off the tee. And as far as most can tell, the rough hasn't been growing to a thickness that would really cause any concern for PGA Tour pros. Jordan Spieth has played this place several times and has mentioned that the key to playing well is dominating those first few holes because once you do, you get to the back nine and some of the most challenging holes come into play on the course. There are trees out there. If any golfer isn't wayward enough off the tee, they're going to be in plenty of trouble is wayward off the tee. 
pardon me. In the par threes, I have a lot of undulation, and they're going to cause most of the headaches for any golfer that is not successful this weekend. The BMW has always been one of, one of my favorite events, and it lands usually in Illinois every other year, but needless to say, I've been to a ton of them. And there's always a lot of scoring, with the lone exception being at Olympia Fields last year, where there literally was wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour, causing plenty of headaches, with Johnny Rahm winning four under. Many will immediately look at the best players in the world and believe that they have the best chance to win here, yet I've always been a firm believer in that the easier the course, the more opportunity and the more competitive the tournament could become, and there's plenty of upside for those lower-priced players. The biggest nugget about this course is that you feel you're on two different courses on two on two different halves, right? The front nine and back nine are set up differently. One seems like a traditional American-style course, tree-line fairways, while the other seems like Almost like a link style course, but like a half-assed version of one. Architects Top Mazio, we got Bentgrass Greens, 5,200 square foot greens, which are very small. And of course, 12 to 13, average to fast on the stint meter, 7,542 yards, part 72 with water hazards coming in five courses. Early weather looks, looks like it's going to be slightly windy on Thursday, slightly windy on Friday. Not any rain really in the forecast, so... A lot different than last year. Similar courses, Quail Hollow, Liberty National, TBC Deer Run, TBC Boston. All courses that I didn't correlate to, to Caves Valley. And, of course, we're looking at ball striking approach, birdies gain, scoring, strokes gain, tee to green, and driving distance. But the question is, who are we going to play this weekend? He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the Cutline's Birdie or Better segment where the Cutline breaks down each tier, each pricing tier of DraftKings, and gives you the best place and best opportunity to cash in your GPPs and win that numero uno spot. All right, so we're going to start in this top tier and... I really don't know how you just say ignore John Rahm at 11,700. First of all, my overall stat model, number one. Aggregate model, number one. Confidence model, number one. He's probably going to be number one in a lot of people's models. Ownership is probably going to reflect on this. You look at PGA stats in 2021, the ones I'm waiting, he's number one. His average finishing position at this tournament is, is, is second to... I believe Sebastian Munoz, and that's only because Munoz finished in eighth in the one time he was here. So you really throw him out in Rom's history at the BMW, first, fifth, 24th, and fifth, last four years. So yes, different courses, I get that, but we're talking about the gravity of the situation, the gravity of the FedEx playoffs, and the fact that Rom has always been so comfortable in this position, it's kind of hard to ignore that. We're not really going to dive deep into the stats. We knew he was in contention this past weekend at the Northern Trust. So, Brahms in play. But the next guy I like is just under him at 11,100, and that's Xander Shoffley. I think there's a lot of opportunity here for Xander, too. And I'm seeing a lot of comparisons to what we saw at the Olympics, and we knew how successful he was there. Obviously, it was a different motivation, playing for his father in a lot of ways, and fulfilling that Olympic dream of getting a gold medal and whatever the case may be. So Xander also in play, I, I think he's kind of a key pivot. If everyone ends up going to Rom, he's going to be in a pretty ideal situation to kind of 
get some different ownership looks and different lineup builds. That's kind of like what we're looking at here with, with him. Xander probably coming in lower, like closer to 10% ownership. And that to me is a pivot for the guy who's got plenty of upside here. We are looking, of course, at some different types of limitations with Xander Shoffley, but looking at his past history at this tournament specifically, average finishing position is 17th. But what I love about Xander is that he's got he's, he's 12th in the field in driving distance, 14th in ball striking, 12th in approach, 6th in scoring. So the upside is there for Xander. In the 2021 stats, it, the weighted model, he, he ranks number 3. So there's tons of options there. And my overall stat model number 12, confidence model number 16. But what I really like here is in the position of my projections. He ranks number four. I got him fourth overall weekend projections. So if you're going to get that kind of leverage at $11,100 and you want to start your build process there, Xander's not a bad choice. Justin Thomas, going back to JT here. The issue we, I always have with Justin Thomas is that he's very wayward off the tee and there's such gratuitous landing areas that we're okay. Like he's damn near the bottom in fairways hit percentage, but it's wide open out there. And the rough isn't that penal if he ends up missing it. We know he's a scoring ability like crazy. And I'm most definitely going to look at Justin Thomas as well. So last guy I'm going to mention is Brooks Kepka. I think you kind of have to. He's going to be lower in ownership. A lot of guys are going to go probably with JT and go to the 17%. So if you want to go Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, 10%, 9%, lo you know, lower ownership. Um that obviously can change as the day continues and and as lineup lock continues. It's just you got guys here that like DJ for example, he just hasn't been popping since the WGC St. Jude where where he finished 10th. Of course he missed the cut at the Northern Trust. This is a no cut event. Dustin Johnson wants to go. He's almost guaranteed a spot at East Lake as long as he's finishing, you know, top 30. It's kind of hard to say, like, okay, I'm all in on Dustin Johnson, but we really just don't know what we're going to get. The guy's 37 years old. It's hard. It's a tough sell. You know, same thing with Brooks Kepka. He looked good last week at the Northern Trust and then just kind of fell apart at the end. Lost strokes putting, lost strokes on approach. So his irons are a little shaky. But we know this about Brooks is that when it comes to a tournament about money, opportunity prestige you might want to just hold off until next week at east lake you just might want to hold off in getting him in your lineup so if you look at like the top tier here you know we're looking for like the most kind of like upside of this tier like justin thomas would probably fulfill that you're going to get a lot of lower ownership or higher ownership, but you're also going to get that volatility that we're looking at for, for GPP scoring. So I think JT is a little bit safer there. Um, on the lower end, this is kind of why everyone's looking at Spieth and saying, eh, no, thank you. We're talking about driving distance and distance in general. Spieth, he doesn't have it. We know that. He doesn't have that big bomb with the driver. So you know, he's going to be playing longer irons, but we have also seen success with Spieth in that in that role. So if you do want to get different in your lineup builds, you do throw Jordan Spieth in there. And that's exactly how you get different. So going down to the 9K range where this is where your, your money makers are. Okay. You have Tony Finau coming off the win. Louis. 
Cameron Smith, Rory, DeChambeau, Cantlay, Hovland, and Daniel Berger. The guys I like. Fino, DeChambeau, Cantlay, Hovland, and Berger. Now, it's nothing against Louie. It's nothing against Cam Smith. And there's nothing against Rory McIlroy. I, I like them too. It's just, I like Berger's volatility, right? I like Hoblin's volatility. I like Louis's volatility. I think they have the ability to kind of attack a slate, give you something different, and potentially give you some like build dipping differential. I mean, you're looking at this 9K range. Everyone is going to go to Rory, right? We're, we're seeing the comparisons to like Quail Hollow where he won. Everyone's going to go to DeChambeau. Everyone's going to go to Cantlay. Like, tons of opportunity here to dominate those courses for those three players. We know their skill set being long off the tee. And the best driver in the game is Rory McIlroy, especially when you're getting distance involved. Everyone talks about DeChambeau hitting bombs. The problem with DeChambeau hitting bombs is that it's never accurate. You never know where it's going to go. And if you're getting in the tree line section of this fairway, it's a good leverage point that, that you think he's going to struggle on half this course where he's not going to be scoring and he has limited upside. So that's something to think about. I think Cantlay is kind of like your top option here in terms of the projections. He ranks number 13. He, in my, my overall stat model, number 14. So there, there's a lot of opportunity here for, for Cantlay to score the three of these guys though, like DeChambeau, Cantlay and Rory. If you look at the 2021 stats and the ones that I'm waiting which includes ball striking approach and everything of that nature. Like Rory ranks 20th, DeChambeau 11th, and Cantlay 16th. Louis and Cam Smith, they're barely cracking the top 30. Like your top plays are actually Hovland and Berger. If you're looking at just 2021 stats scoring and you're waiting that approach, Hovland and Berger are where you go. They crack the top 10 and they're getting lower ownership than the big names. Now I get it. Like you look at this tournament. And history tells us that a big name typically wins this one. But I'm of the position where I think Hovland and Berger most definitely have earned the right to be part of that conversation. They're they're not the best, most elite players on tour. Like, don't get me wrong. But they're most definitely a part of that conversation. We're lucky Hovland's coming off a 43rd place finish at the Northern Trust. So people are going to be off him after they were on him last last weekend. This guy included. Same with Daniel Berger. Berger coming in with a 56th place finish at the Northern Trust. Everyone's going to be worried about his putting. He almost lost six strokes putting. Hovland lost strokes putting. Like, we know the risk we, we take here, but we also know that there's tons of upside with Berger and Hovland, and I would not mind a build strategy that starts with those two guys. And I could end up going with that. Pay attention to that core four whenever it comes out. So, all right, let's go down to that 8K range. Again, we're condensing this this week. We, we got caught up with so many things. The website broke, basically, and that was a headache in itself. And we're trying to get this out as best and as quickly as we can and get you up to date with this tournament. So, 8K range, Scotty Scheffler, Matsuyama, Connors, Burns, Casey, and Joaquin Neiman are guys that I like this week. Again, these are 2021 weighted stats. I'm really looking at guys who are playing well in 2021. And the two that really stand out, again, the volatility, Neiman and Burns, right? Those are guys that are going to give you the opportunity to cash big and potentially get like different in your GPPs. But 
in the player pool rankings, guys who rank in the top 10. Guys who rank in the top 10. The top 10 is littered with this 9K range. Okay, or in this 8K range. Matsuyama, Casey. You got Abraham Answer in there in this 8K range. So you've got a lot of opportunity here to get different in this 8K range and get different ownership projections in terms of differentiating your lineup builds. It's a smaller field. You're going to have to eat chalk somewhere. 65 guys, right? You're going to have to eat chalk. Right here. Like right now, the chalkiest spot is probably going to be CC, Corey Connors, 8,600. Maybe Paul Casey because he's projecting everyone's model. If that's the case, do you play Paul Casey? Hell no. You go somewhere else. You go to Neiman. I don't care how well he projects. You go somewhere else because it's the 8K range. You can get different. Scotty Scheffler, he's knocking on the door of a win. He's knocking on the door of a win. He's never had one. Never had a career win, but he's knocking literally on the door. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of the fact that Scheffler is going to win a tournament at some point. Tony Fino was going to win a tournament at one point. Another one. Big shout out to Kyle Murray, man. Called it last weekend on this show. Came out here and called it on this show and said, man, I love Finau. Need to play Finau. He's up there. You have to do it. All right? So Paul Casey gives you that upside. Neiman gives you that upside. Answer gives you that upside. You know, how, how they can just go scoring crazy. And especially at an easy course. I'll take advantage of that. I want to see that. Absolutely want to see that. This course is going to play easier. Paul Casey, of course, is going to project well. But a guy who I love seeing project well for the weekend's answer, he ranks number seventh in my projection models. People, of, as usual, are forgetting Hideki Matsuyama at 8,800. Why wouldn't you want to get different with your lineup builds? At this point, you, you need to take shots on guys who are good at golf, who are getting no love this week. And that's where you get different. The same story with the Masters. Masters is a shorter condensed field. It feels like a no-cut event. You won by having Chalk Corny, Corey Connors in your lineups, but you picked Xander and Decky that week, who were super low-owned at the Masters. That's how you got in the top 10 of GPPs. That's how I finished top 5 and 3 maxes that weekend, is getting different, getting all over Xander, and taking the fact that there's upside here with these guys, and you need to take advantage of that. Sam Burns, absolutely tons of upside. Neiman, Scheffler, boom. Take advantage of that. All right, 7K range, Keegan Bradley, Charlie Hoffman. That's like literally the guys I love in the 7K range. I know I hate saying that. That's almost like a, like a cop-out. But like, if I had to pick two guys that I love in this range, it's most definitely Keegan. It's most definitely Charlie Hoffman. And I've not said that a lot about Charlie Hoffman. Like, I think he he is another guy who's got that volatility that you could take advantage of. But he's got the driving distance this year. And that's what I like to see. Other guys you like, like here in terms of scoring, but misses a ton of fairways, but can score? Someone like Cameron Champ. Like, do you, like, sure, it's a headache waiting to happen. Don't get me wrong, but he's got the driving distance. Streelman, same thing, has the driving distance. I'm not buying into the Tringale thing. I know he's had a great run here in the 7K range, but it's just not something that I want to be a part of. Varner, rather go there. He had an awesome showing last weekend. Um, so, 
But these guys just don't have the history at the BMW. Like, Harmon finished 12th, but other than that, you know, 58th and 40th. But then the 12th place finished in 2016. You know, someone like Kevin Streelman, 25th, 9th, but then towards the bottom of the barrel. Mackenzie Hughes, that's 6K range, but still, you know, top 10 finish, but also 44th. So you're going to have to kind of get different here. Everyone's going to go Coke Rack. And at $7,800, I, I think he's appropriately priced with his form, his current form. But again, you're looking at course history, or tournament history, rather, and it's top 20 upside. So, of course, people are looking at that and saying he's comfortable in this position. Well, let's roster him. I think it's hard to do. I think the one of the key build strategies that you could do is just stick in that 8K range and hope for the best. There's a lot of opportunity here, there, believe it or not. So... But 7K range, 2021 20, stats, guys who rank in the top 30. All right, that's Keegan Bradley. That's Russell Henley. That's Kokrak. Streelman. Charlie Hoffman. And that's it for 2021 stats on those weighted models that I'm using. Those are the only guys who rank in the top 30. And you, you absolutely need your 7K guys to finish top 10, top 15. Overall stat model, Hoffman ranks 8th. People are not going to want to go back to Vegas after last weekend. All right. I know I doubled up on ownership on him. I was like, you you got to play him in his current form. And to get different in the field, I doubled the field. Of course it burned. Burned badly. Killed me last weekend. But who wasn't killed in some form or fashion? The guy missed the cut at the Northern Trust. He lost like nearly three strokes putting. Was terrible off the tee. He's terrible off the tee this weekend. It's not going to matter. Okay, I'm just going to call it a blip in the radar. We're going to be back on Johnny Vegas. So, 7K range. That's it, man. Let's go to the 6K range. Looking at guys like Stuart Sink, Grio, Max Homa, Aaron Wise, Taylor Gooch. This sounds very familiar. We're going in the same plays that we've been going to the last two weeks. And it's for good reason, right? There's upside here. There's volatility here. There's the ability to cash big on... On GPPs. Like, go to guys like Billy Horschel and Sebastian Munoz. They might burn you and finish in last place, but guess what they can do? They can score like crazy, especially on an easy course. Chris Kirk, yep, lock him up. Kazire, Ryan Palmer. Kids give a shout out there to the PGA Tout. They're all over the place. Options. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of the fact that you have this volatility down here. And that guys can score, throw these stat models out the window, throw the fact that some guys are finishing, you know, and projecting last for you, fine. But really look at the guys who have that kind of standard deviation that fluctuates at high levels to where they're competing. This is an easier course. I'm telling you right now, I I, I do think like one of your better golfers is going to end up on top, end up winning this course. But you have so much volatility down here so much talent these are the top golfers in the world this season right you don't see these guys here all the time but they obviously put it together here hudson swafford put it together this year munoz cameron tringale ryan palmer look at phil i'm not gonna play phil but but mickelson of course went in the pga championship in my overall stat model you know certain guys pop all right, you go down to like the 6K range. You know, Griot pops at 18th. I think he's mispriced. 
yes, we don't like playing him on long courses, but he's still he's just a wizard with the approach game. And I know it kind of takes away the 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 narrative of driving distance, but if you really want to get different, that's that's what you do. And you look at your lower drivers of the ball who are masters with the with the long irons. So like if you want to roster speed, like that that's an option. Like that's what you're doing. You're looking at guys like Webb Simpson. And I know he's not part of the 6K pricing tier, but that's who it is. But like Munoz is an option, right? Munoz is one of those guys who's who's who doesn't have the driving distance, but could could most definitely fulfill his potential. Glover, another guy, doesn't have the driving distance, but still the ball striking is there, the scoring is there, the approach game is there. Like it's part of his game always. KH Lee, man, same thing. Ball striking, upside. Easy course, KH Lee. We've been winning first round leader bets with KH Lee the whole freaking year at TPC courses. Why not here? You got to utilize that upside. All right, let's take it home. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the cut lines breakdown of the BMW Championship. Short and sweet this week. Short and sweet. Man, it was a busy week. Busy week. Make sure you guys go to cutlinegolf.com. Get the tournament model all set up for you. I, you have a download ability to set up your own model, weighted stats model, to look at things this week and take advantage. It's free. Cutlinegolf.com. So make sure you check it out. Thank you guys for listening. Go cash it and smash it this weekend. Of course, Eastlake, end of the FedEx tournament, end of the 2021 PGA Tour season. And we're on to the fall swing in 2022. All right, go and get them. Later. <laughs>